Well, good morning, church. Man, it's good to be with you this morning. I don't always get the opportunity to do this, but I'm going to uh, embarrass my bride thoroughly this morning. Um, she's already putting her head down. I'm thinking of what she's going to say on the car ride home. But it fits this sermon so well because we all have choices to make, and uh, I'm going to make mine. <laughs> uh, this, 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 uh, if you have a chance to, to see JoLynn uh, after church, just would you thank her for me? Because uh, this week we, uh, we get to celebrate being together, married, 20 years this week. Uh, so... I say that and I feel old, er. Uh, but, um, uh, honey, I love you. Uh, thank you. And uh, she, she deserves a medal. Actually, she deserves lots more medals, but uh, yeah, she's been good to me. We all have choices to make, don't we? We all have decisions uh, that we come to. We all have the proverbial fork in the road, don't we? And there are some choices, some decisions that, that God probably cares a little more about than some other things that he, that he pays a little more uh, close attention to. I would suggest to you that God probably is paying a little closer attention to the kind of choices that you're making in regards to how you treat your family or uh, what kind of a colleague you are at work than he is what you decided to have for breakfast this morning. You see, we all have this choice. We all have decisions. We come to the fork in the road and we, we ask ourselves, how is it uh, that I'm going to go about making these decisions? What is it that's going to guide me and in making the choice that I have in front of me. And all of us have this. Every single person in this room, young or old, uh, we have decisions, choices that, that we can make. Uh, we could come over here. We could decide that we're going to choose this path over here. Or uh, we could decide that I'm going to come over here uh, and decide to choose this path. Uh, both paths are open to you, and you get to choose which one. Now, this path over here is the one that you know that God wants for you. This is His way. Uh, this is, this is the, uh, the way of God. It's with His wisdom in mind. He is, he is trying to, to look after you. And yet, as you kind of look down this pathway, as you look down the road, as you begin to try and map it out, there are some twists and some turns that you can't quite see past on this way, uh, this roadway, this particular decision. And you begin to be afraid. There's some anxiety that builds in you, and you kind of look up at God, and you begin to say, oh... I'm not sure that way is going to work. I'm not sure that if I go that way, things are going to work out for me. I'm not sure that I'm going to get what I want. I'm not sure uh, that things are going to be a success. So you begin to think, 
maybe I don't really need to make this choice. I'll go and make this choice over here. Now, this choice, this choice is your choice. You have the option to make the choice that looks good to you. And when you're over here, you begin to look down this road. And as you look down the road, uh, there doesn't seem to be quite so many twists and turns. You think, hey, I... I can, I can see clearly now the rain is gone. Come on now. I can see all. Okay, so you begin to sing and you go down that road in your mind's eye just a little bit further. And you think, this is a good path. Uh, there are not quite so many twists and turns. Uh, the, there's light at the end of the tunnel. This will surely give me what I want. It will give me success. It, it will allow me to do what I want to do. And, well, it, it looks a little bit better than that path over there. Maybe you've been there. I was in church. I was a young man. We had this Wednesday night gathering. It was called Royal Rangers. It was like a churched up spiritual Cub Scouts, okay? I had a uniform and everything. It was red. It had a little patch on the side. I got a little patch here and and then for, for things that you would complete, you would get these little pins. They were brass pins, all shiny. And there was a, there was a little one that was a, it was a bull, and I was already a greenhorn, and I'd earned that one, and I would put this on and stick out my chest like, oh man. I'm, I'm really big stuff. And I was working toward these little cowboy boots, little brass cowboy boots, so I could stick on my uniform. I wanted those boots. I wanted to get there before anyone else. So one Wednesday, there was another little boy in my class. And he finished the final assignment to get the brass boots. I hadn't completed that assignment yet. So I had a choice to make. I came to the fork in the road and I had a decision to make. I knew what God wanted me to do. I knew what was wise. But I wanted those boots. I could see the boots at the end of the tunnel. I could see that shiny brass pin on my chest. And I certainly wasn't going to allow him to beat me to it. The last assignment was, have you read the book of John? I was young enough, I'm not sure I knew what the book of John was. Have you read the book of John, Mike? Yes, yes I have. That's great. Now, 
No one ever accused me of being too smart. So when I got in the car later that evening, we were driving home from church. I said, guess what? I finished my pen. My mom kind of looks at me puzzled. Really? Yeah? Didn't you have to read the book of John for that? Yeah? Tell us, Mike. What's the book of John all about? I froze. I mean, I couldn't even spit out the Sunday school answer. Jesus. I hadn't read it, so I didn't know. We all have decisions like that, don't we? Maybe for you, it's, it's in your business. And there are two choices that you have in front of you, and you're thinking, I know what God would have me do. Uh, but there's some things that if I just were to cut a couple ethical corners, uh, not too bad, just little corners, then everything would be great. I would succeed. Uh, my business would flourish. And you're thinking, ah, maybe this looks a little better. Maybe you're a student. And you're thinking, I really want a good grade. I really need to get a good scholarship. I really need to be able to stay in school. I really need a good job. And you know that you shouldn't cheat. You know that this is what God would have you do, but you're thinking about it. There's the fork in the road, and you think, oh, this, this path over here just looks so much more appetizing. It looks like it's going to succeed, <coughs> and, and I'm going to get what I want. Maybe you're thinking about a relationship. Uh, maybe there's someone that you, that you really enjoy being around, but... But you're trying to go about it in a way that you know God doesn't like and He's not honored. But, but it seems like if, if you look down this other road that everything's going to work out just fine. So how do we make our decisions? Uh, what guides us in those kinds of choices? Uh, you know the situations that face you, so what are you going to do about it? Uh, this morning, we're in the second week of a series we're calling Good Sense. It's really through this book of Proverbs, this, <coughs> this practical book, uh, that just simply asks us uh, to look at our daily lives and, and to grow in the kind of decision-making that we will do uh, so that we can grow spiritually, uh, so that we can have a greater Christian character tomorrow than we do today. Uh, so that we can spiritually form ourselves to be a little more like Jesus. Now, we understand about the book of Proverbs that Proverbs aren't promises. 
Uh, that Proverbs aren't necessarily universal statements that are always true every time. But they are general statements from God about how we can go about living our lives. And this morning, uh, we happen to look at one of the most famous of Proverbs. Uh, This morning, we look at a a well-known proverb. Probably all of us have put this on our refrigerator at some point. We've had this recited to us. Maybe we've read it on a daily basis. And this is a fantastic proverb. Uh, the, The problem is that sometimes we have misunderstood this famous proverb. Sometimes we have uh, come to this and read it in a way that it wasn't ever intended to be read. So this morning, would you join me in Proverbs chapter 3? Join me in Proverbs chapter 3. If you're following along in a pew Bible, you can go ahead and grab one of those. It's going to be on page 439. Proverbs chapter 3. I'm going to begin in verse 5. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. You probably know it. You've heard it before. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to Him, acknowledge Him, and He will make your paths straight. We've often come to this proverb and we've misunderstood it. Maybe we've read it in a way that that wasn't really the intent. Uh, My understanding of, of how oftentimes folks have come to this proverb is when we have no idea what to do. When we have no idea what to do, uh, when we're facing a decision and we don't know which way to turn, uh, we come to this proverb, trust in the Lord. Give yourself to Him, submit to Him, and everything will go well. Uh, maybe we've, we've thought of this proverb and we thought, uh, man, when I've reached the end of my rope and I've had to uh, tie off and, and uh, have a knot to hang on to, that what I should do is commit myself to Jesus. That when I have absolutely zero clarity on a decision that I need to make, that I should come and just trust God. And all of those things are wonderful. All those things are true. If you don't know what to do, yes, you should probably trust God. If you have no uh, clue as to what direction you're going to go from here, you should probably commit yourself to the Lord. Uh, But that's not what this proverb is all about. This proverb is not about what happens when we have no idea what decision we should make. It has to do with when we do know what decision we should make. You see, we do have a level of understanding. Notice what it says in the text. After it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, it says, lean not on your own understanding. You come to the fork in the road. Uh, You know uh, what decision you have in front of you, and you have a decision whether to go God's way or whether to go your own way. Are you going to prop yourself up on your own sense of understanding? If you drop down again now to verse 7, it says, don't be wise in your own eyes. Uh, The idea in this verse is it's fairly simple. 
Don't trust insider knowledge. That's what this verse is trying to say. Uh, Don't look everywhere else for the sort of wisdom that only God can give you. No, you're not going to get that kind of wisdom going to Facebook or Instagram or talking to your closest friends. Uh, You recognize which way you should go. There is God's way and there is your way. And, and, well, and God is encouraging us, isn't He? Choose my way. There is an understanding that you have of, of what God would have you do. And we're being encouraged not to choose our way, but to choose God's. Uh, look at the last portion of verse 7 and, and notice the other way. Notice our way. God defines it. He says, don't be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. He doesn't simply say, don't don't simply just go your own way. He calls this path, the one that we want to look down, the one that we want to look and peer into. Uh, He says, I want you to treat that as if it were evil. I want you to tuck tail and run. I want you to come and, and, and do something else. And in this famous proverb, he's saying, you know what to do. So will you do it? You notice in in several successive verses, he says to us in parallel fashion, I I want you to do this. Look at verse 5. He says, trust in the Lord. In in verse 6, he says, in all your ways acknowledge Him or submit to Him. He says in verse 7, fear the Lord. What should you do when you come to a fork in the road, and you know uh, the difference. You recognize what God would have you do. You recognize that that there may be something else that you would like to do. I think what these verses are saying is stop, drop, and trust. I don't know if when you were in school, when the fire department would come in, uh, they would say, if you have a, a fire and you find that uh, a piece of your clothing has, has caught on fire, they would tell you what? Stop, drop, and roll. This famous passage in Proverbs is saying, hey, stop, drop, and trust. And when you do, when you do come to the fork in the road, And when you decide and when you make the decision to stop, drop, and trust, it says there's going to be some results. That God may bring about some things in your life that that you hadn't anticipated before. Look look again at verse 6. He says, acknowledge Him and He will make your paths straight. This idea of of making your path straight is is really a lot like it sounds. It's like a steamroller coming down and creating a highway uh, that's without bumps. This is not to say that your life will be free from uh, any anxiety ever and it's going to be clear sailing and I might as well well just get in my boat and head toward the sunset. That's not what this is. What the author is suggesting 
is that for those who would choose to trust and fear and acknowledge God, that when they come to the fork in the road, they're willing to look down the path that God has for them and choose that one, that for those that would choose that, the path is less burdensome in life because God is the one leading it. If you look down again, uh, go ahead and, and look at verse 8. All right, for those who would fear the Lord, for those who would trust the Lord, who would acknowledge, he says in verse 8, this will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. In my Bible and perhaps in yours, in verse 8, this will bring health to your body. Some, some of your Bibles may even say health to your navel. Have you ever looked at a, a belly button? Especially of a small child. They're so cute, aren't they? I mean, we take, we take little children, at least I have my own children, and and I think their belly buttons are cute, so uh, what do I do? I, I say to Simon, I'm going to get your button. And of course, what does he do? Oh, no. He'll show it long enough just, just so that I could poke it. And they're kind of cute. But have you ever seen a belly button before it's really a belly button? After a baby has been born and the umbilical cord has been cut, it's kind of disgusting. It's kind of like this long thing. And you, you put salve on it and eventually like it falls off and it's beautiful. Uh, for those that would make good sense kind of decisions. Uh, for those that would allow their practical life to be an environment where God can move in and through them to make the kind of decisions that God would have them make, he is saying, I'm going to take what was once disgusting and make it desirable. I'm going to take something that was a mess and I'm going to turn it around to something that you love. Uh, now, I can, I can hear some of you already objecting in your minds. Uh, Mike, you don't understand the choices that I have to make. Uh, you, you don't understand the sorts of things that I am facing right now. I have to make this choice. But I wonder if you would, I wonder if you would just Play out that choice in your mind for a moment. You're a business owner and you're trying to figure out what to do with your business and you're thinking, I'm going to cut corners. Uh, but this morning, you're, you're, you're faced with, with making the decision that you know God would have you make, not to cut any corners, uh, not to be uh, unethical in your finances whatsoever. Imagine what God will do down the road. Uh, imagine what God is working on uh, for those who are His, who make the decisions that are good sense decisions. 
Perhaps you're thinking, there's no way that if I take this path that God wants for me, it's going to work. There's no way I'm going to have success. But what you don't know is that the Better Business Bureau is going to do an investigation, and they're going to find some things that were above or below board. And you're going to be held accountable. And that if you chose God's way, it becomes publishable. The Better Business Bureau now publishes the findings that they had on your company, and now more people are knocking on your door than they ever were before, but that's something that you couldn't possibly see, but that God made possible. Maybe you're thinking as a student, I have to cheat. I've got to cheat. That's the only way. I don't have enough time to study. I need this GPA. I need this scholarship. And you're faced with a decision. You know what God would have you do. What you can't see is that if you cheat and you make that decision, that you're going to be caught. And not only are you going to fail the assignment, you will fail the class. Your GPA is done. Any hope of a scholarship is gone. But if you choose God's way, if you choose what He would have you do, and you don't cheat, but you stick your nose to the grind and you go and ask for help, a teacher comes and she puts you under her wing. And she begins to help you and tutor you until you've got it. And not only do you get an A in the class, but now you have your first great job reference. That scholarship that you want, she knows someone who sits on the board and she's going to help you pay for college. But you can't possibly see that. And you're being asked to make the right decision. What will you do? When there's a fork in the road, which way will you go? Both are open to you. You could choose your own way or you could choose God's way. But this text, this good sense text, is saying to you, stop, drop, and trust. Would you pray with me? Gracious God, I thank you so much for your word and how it moves and, and thrives in us. And I pray, Father, that we will not be afraid to make the common sense, good sense sorts of choice. And when we come to a fork in the road, we will choose you. We will choose your way, the way that we know you would have us go. Lord, I pray that you will overcome any fear or anxiety that we have and that we will see you and, Lord, that you will make the results real. Lord, thank you so much for guiding and directing our steps. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen.